It says recording in progress. Yeah. And I say, and I click on got it. Hey, everybody. It's your old pal Tom Tom here. Welcome back to the Song and a Friend podcast, the show that delivers a friend and a song, a lot about both, and a little bit about me. The friend I'm talking to today is my good friend, Jason Monroe. From the fall of 2003 through 2014, if you saw me with a guitar around my neck, chances are pretty excellent that Jason Monroe was on the stage too, behind the drums. Monroe, as many of his friends called him, became one of my closest friends. We not only bonded in the adventures of the band Bottle Rocket Blue, and later in the Texarkana 2, not to mention the once and future Skeechos, we also had many mutual friends and spent a lot of time together off the stage. Monday night football games, trivia nights, New Year's parties, trips to the dunes, just being neighbors in Valpo. Today, we're going to be talking about a song called Take Off Your iPod. It was written in 2009, early as my time as a resident of Valparaiso, and it has been on two albums, the very homemade O Indiana 2010 and the studio debut of Tom Adamson and the Texarkana 2, a disc which we titled with tongue firmly planted in our cheek as Vanity Project. Jason joined me via video call from his studio in Chesterton, Indiana. Sunset burns the brush out in the western fields. The tigers claw for the last Because of some technical difficulties, and we all know how those go these days, after the fact, I went back and re-recorded some of my queries to Jason verbatim as they were posed to him on the day of our interview. Now here's the song.
Glad to have you here. How's it going? Hey, it's going pretty well. I appreciate you, including me in in this uh, that in this project that you're working on. So I feel kind of honored to be asked to do this. Sure thing. Yeah, we had met in the summer of 2003 at Troy Yeager's house. Um, you had come down from Michigan because you were putting together that trip for all of us to go see Radiohead. And it was shortly after that time that you and Troy and I started Bottle Rocket, and we had a lot of good years together. Fast forward six or seven years, you started helping me write and record my solo music, and one day I said to you, I've got this country waltz, and I think you really liked it. You know, this I think in terms of all of the stuff that you and I have done together creatively and musically, uh, this is the probably the most indelible song for memories for me. So I'm really glad that you didn't ask me to talk about any other song <laughs> of everything we did. I felt, I, but I felt like you you knew that uh, going in, like mm-hmm. you you knew the right songs to ask for the specific people, and obviously you knew what you were doing here. So, but yeah, the, it's the most indelible song that uh that i felt like i had ever worked on with you you know and i was trying not to be so nostalgic about this song when i listened to it again but as often uh, it's it's in my head sometimes and i do feel really nostalgic but i was trying to 
to not uh, go there because sometimes nostalgic and, you know, for, for good and bad, like, uh, you know, it can, it can be, you know, a thing that doesn't allow us to have new experiences. I think it says so much about that era of where we were at in our lives. Um, you know, the memories that we made at that time. Um, but I also, uh, think that, uh, that song describes and expresses kind of a sentiment of, um, while we were old at that time, still relative to the people that we were around, mm-hmm. uh, it, we still felt really young because I think we might have been experiencing the new things a little late in our lives. Yeah, that's true. We were late bloomers, late to the party. Yeah, yeah we, we were. Um, you know, in, in uh, the song... Yeah, it makes me f- fond of those memories. It's it's kind of morose sounding, yeah. Will yeah. I guess, or there's a sadness or a melancholy to it. I'm not sure if it's in a minor key or anything like that, but it seems like sad and a little deeply personal. Uh-huh. So I don't know if you if if uh, do you remember what key it was in, or if, <laughs> well, if you had those thoughts when? Yeah, well, it's mostly in G major. But there is a minor move in the bass line. See, I don't know my keys. That's okay. The singing melody is almost entirely pentatonic. And it's in a slow three. Uh, and three, four is always a little more wistful, a little more imaginative yep. than straightforward. Yep. One, two, one, two. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny that you say nostalgic because um, I've played it um, pretty consistently over the last, I don't know, 11 years since I wrote it, including several years since we've stopped playing live together and I I get nostalgic playing it. I have a slideshow of images in my mind (laughs) that I use to not only remember lyrics, but sometimes they come a bit. And I think about, um, especially when I get to the uh, water drips in the sink, I think about the house in Alpo where we worked on the songs in the garage and then there's the bit about uh, the tiger lilies and the sunset. And I think about the wildflowers growing at the train tracks. Yep. Uh, right there at the north edge of the little clump of houses we lived in. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it does remind me of when I imagine the song, I think of the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's starting to get cooler, the cool temperature, the leaves falling from the trees, the romance of the fall. Yeah. And how that makes you feel. Uh, and one kind of wanting to live in those moments in perpetuity, yeah. Kind of wanting to capture those moments, you know. And sometimes it for me, it, it's about uh trying to be in a moment that you just can't reach, you know. Right. It's in it, it's it's within reach, uh, you can see it, but you can't seem to get there, mm-hmm. um. You know, and you're content in those moments, but but uh, you do feel like there's, uh, you know, you're longing for something or, um, you know, t- t- like the moment that you're trying to reach when you, that moment that surrounds that time you know, just yeah. kind of stands still. So, but I think of, um, you know, I think of your little neighborhood that you mm-hmm. were in uh, in the right. train. And the, just the the water, you know, it seemed like it was always raining when I was there or in the fall. <laughs> That's because the garage wall leaked even when it wasn't raining. <laughs> so it was I was damp in the garage. 
So, but yeah, I have, I have really fond memories of, um, you know, thinking about, uh, thinking about the lyrics and how visual they were and, uh, just, just kind of daydreaming about, uh, you know, the, the idea of like, uh, you know, I think you said something like a newborn wrinkle in your face for mm -hmm. one lyric. And it's the idea about uh, wrinkles happening when you're old, but, yeah. uh, you know, the idea of uh, the wrinkle being young and like it's, <laughs> it's freshly birthed on your old face. And I wow. always thought that that was a cool juxtaposition of, of, uh, you know, old and young being in that moment kind of feeling. So yeah, it was very visual in that way. I don't know if, if that's the idea that you had behind that. I, I think it was. Acknowledging mortality, you know, mm. feeling your age, also kind of longing for a home and a place. And it's different than the one you're in. Yeah. Man, everything you were saying was, was really, really neat and very poetic. Oh, no. Monroe, I want to thank you for this time, but I also want to thank you for helping me create this uh, indelible work of art, as you say. Thank you for being part of it. You know, your enthusiasm in it back in, back in the day helped me want to finish it and push it forward. So. Oh, oh, good. Hope you enjoyed my chat with Monroe today. If you like the show, give us a good rating. And please check out Monroe's film company, Made Well Media link in the show notes. See you next time.